From their humble beginnings on a cattle station in the Kimberley of Western Australia, Ringers Western's inspiration comes from their roots. Ringers pride their brand on being tough, adaptable, sometimes cheeky, but always offers you class and loyalty. These principles, along with a high standard of design and quality, set Ringers Western way ahead of the mob. Personally, three quarters of my wardrobe is Ringers and the majority are their jackets. With winter coming soon, head to ringersweston.com to check out the range and get yours today. All right, episode five of Reminisce with Jaden. We're uh, lucky enough to be joined by Jackson Brazier. Um, welcome to the podcast, Jackson. Mate, thank you for having me. Lucky enough, best intro I've ever had. <laughs> no, well, Jackson, he's actually a, a very good Australian up-and-coming singer at the moment. Um, if you head to Spotify or any other music platforms, JXN is his, is your name that That's you go it. by. How'd yeah. you come up with that? Well, I thought, you know, I'll just make it easy for people. Three letters. People can't spell Jackson, apparently, so you probably get it with Jaden. There's like 10 different ways to spell that though. Yeah, there's nothing worse than when you get your, going for your passport or something official and I have to spell my first name. Then my middle name's Lee, which is spelt unconventionally as well. And Stevenson's obviously got a PH and not a V. So I, uh, I certainly it's feel your pain. Yeah. We actually- a lot of X's, but then I put an X in the short one. So I'm like, now I'm confusing everyone <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> no, just keep it simple. I like it. We, it. Um, we met probably what, a year ago, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. Out. Oh Out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. A year ago. So you, you were out with a couple of my mates that I know and um, I ended up linking up with you and um, yeah. I saw you wearing your necklace with the JXN on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a sad story anyway, that one. We'll save that for later. We'll save that for later. But I saw it and I'd been listening to this song, Solitude. It was in me like songs on Spotify hey. and I was like, JXN, I'd, I've seen it somewhere, seen it somewhere. And no, You never told me this. I did. I told you on oh, the yeah. night. Maybe you just can't remember. But <laughs> I don't remember much from that night. It took me about half an hour to think, where have I seen that before? And then all of a sudden it clicked and- I asked you, I said, you the, the Jackson that sings one of my favourite songs? And sure enough, I you were. I kind of do remember that. Amazing. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Only good song I've ever done. I think you've done a few more. You've been going all right. But um, since then, we've obviously got a common hobby in golf. Yeah, more, so, more addiction, I'd say. When did you get into it? November. First lesson. I reckon, I honestly think golf should come with a warning. Like, if, <laughs> it, if someone gets you lessons, you should go into the lesson and they should say, mate, I'm just warning you, you're going to get addicted. Your bank account's going to zero. You'll only think about golf. Your relationships will go to shit. Everything's <laughs> gone. You're, you're a golfer now. No matter what you've done, you're a golfer. That's, they should read that out to you pre-golf. Well, obviously you've heard the term, you, you catch the golf bug. And yeah, I didn't believe it though. Yeah, it certainly caught me. I thought there's no way like I'm going to invest all my time and money, as you've said, into <laughs> this. But sure enough, I'm at the course three, four times a week. And, yeah. and when you've got our skill level too, you're losing a lot of balls. So those Pro V1s oh, yeah. aren't cheap. Yeah, exactly. Balls are... They rip us off with the balls, but you find some in the bushes. I'll hit one in the bushes. You'll go in there, find it, you know, just it's never ending cycle. It is good. It actually is. You hit, you hit your drive, you slice it off into the trees and you go in there looking for yours. You find three others and not yours. Mate, I'm a fiend for finding golf balls too. Right? It's like, I think it's an addiction. I like walk to the side and I'm always peering. I don't know. Maybe it's a, I don't know, something. See, I'm the opposite. When I, it's like whenever I start a new round, I can't tee off with a used golf ball. Oh. So the start of every round, it has to be a brand spanking. But you'll shank one and then just not care about it? Like I'll go pick it up and then I've got a little pocket in my bag for used balls. Oh. So that's where I put them. But to start the round, I'm always pulling out a freshie. And if I have to, if I lose my ball, I have to put a new one down, always a freshie. If you want to go real deep, I take the used balls home, get a toothbrush and soap. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Actually, I've done, I've done it twice. That is dedication, yeah. <laughs> I barely give me clubs a wash, let alone the balls. Mate, I don't look after anything except my golf clubs. So I don't know what that says, but. 
you're in love with the game. I yeah. completely understand. You've been uh, lucky enough to do some work with Callaway, get a set of clubs there. Yeah, they fitted me out, which was pretty nice. So, yeah, shout out Callaway. You uh, you had these, uh, what were the ones you had before, the black ones? Oh, I had the old, uh, but like, to be fair, they were nice. They sent me them too. Chicago online golf brand sticks. If you're old <laughs> as shit and you can't swing the club fast, get them. <laughs> get them, yeah. They're not great no, they're, for a- They're not good for like a- uh, you know, fast um, club head speed or anything, but you know, old blokes and just beginners, pretty forgive, forgive, forgivable, forgivable. I'm give one more crack. I'm gonna get clipped for this. <laughs> forgiveness, <laughs> no, a lot of forgiveness yep. for the, uh, with them. So, but I mean, it started me out. I liked it. It was like a Christmas present, and then I got one lesson after that. And he said, "You got to get rid of these. They're just making your game worse." And I said, "I don't know if it could get worse, but I'll believe you." <laughs> no, you've done very well. You brought your handicap down to what? 14, 15. Yeah, it's currently around there. But I mean, we played the other day and that was like a 35. <laughs> we both, <laughs> we were both pretty shocker. similar, but uh, that's golf. I suppose you have yeah. your good and your bad days. You've been uh, heading up to Blackpool, Yarrawonga. You got lessons up there or? Yeah, yeah. I've got like, um, shout out to Jimmy at Blackpool. He's actually my coach for 12 months. So I've s- somehow stroke, struck a deal uh, with Blackpool. Got like a membership there for 12 months. So I go up there once a month. He'll give me some lessons. We'll film some stuff. I'll help him with his... Um, you know, content for Coach Jimmy starting that up. So, yeah, so it, it works out. That's good. And you get the free accommodation when you're out there too. Yeah, I get to have a, have a nice sleep in a nice bed at the Siebel, so it's great. So you've talked about all the money it takes out of your pocket yet. <laughs> you've yeah, mentioned well, everything you haven't paid for. Well, I'm figuring it out, you know. You've got to, otherwise you just spend, like, you spend so much money on golf. Like, one round and a decent joint's 120 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The, the guest fees at the moment are unbelievable. Obviously, with this passion... You've also got a passion for social media and creating content, I suppose. You and your mate have created uh, Aussie Golf Lads. Yep. Run us through the the inspiration behind that. Yeah, I mean, we just saw like a gap in the Australian market. Obviously, I always, when I do something and I love it, I always want to try and like put my work into that so I don't feel as guilty as doing it. You know, like <laughs> if I'm getting paid to make golf content, then I'm like, I'll go play golf. But if I'm not, then it's like, ah. Oh. You feel guilty because it takes up a lot of your day. But yeah, no one in Australia is really doing it properly. Me and Joel both come from social media backgrounds. We know how to film, edit. I'm pretty decent with ideas. So yeah, it just works out and it's starting to blow up. So, And what was your, what was your first video? How did how'd that go? Did that take off straight away or a bit of a slow burn, obviously? It actually took off pretty quick, which was surprising. And this is bad, but I ripped, I ripped a video idea first video. (laughs) (laughs) I was speaking about this today, but it was the first video we made and it was the only video I've like copied. So it was like, like making a putt for 80 to break 80. Yeah. yeah. It was like onto the back nine and I've seen it 400 times, but I'm like, let's just do that. Start getting it going. And it just went like half a million. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) sweet. Obviously it's like a massive market at the moment on TikTok. I'll, I'll look through and all I get is yeah, golf yeah, videos, yeah. obviously, because I spend yeah. the most time actually watching them. Yeah. So they all keep popping up. It's hard to come up with new ideas. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you just kind of got to put your own spin on it. Like we script our whole, all of our videos, I'll script it. But like, I'll just be driving, getting an idea and I'll put it on my phone. Like, <laughs> and I'll just talk the idea through and then I'll look at it and like, that doesn't even make sense. But, you know, it's got a base there. So I try not to like, you know, rip people's ideas, but, you know, like people have been copying ours, posting exact same cut scenes, everything, because they've gone viral. So they're just doing the same thing. But you can tell if people know what they're doing or know how to act or like, you know, it feels natural, but it seems to be working. So I think that's speaking into your phone, like that's a really 
probably good life lesson for people. It's yeah. off topic of golf, but um, I'm one of those people where I can sit there and I can have the greatest ideas. Well, I think they're great. Yeah, I sit yeah, there, yeah. And, like lie in bed of a nighttime and I've got all these he- ideas going yeah. through my head, but I f- wake up the next morning, I'm like, far out. What was I thinking of last night? So 100%. it's a great thing if you have good ideas and you're obviously business minded or entrepreneurial, write them down. Yeah, my, my brain just works at the weirdest like times. Like I'm in the shower. That's when I get all my good ideas, shower. So I'll always have my phone like on the top of the shower and I'll just record and like start speaking. And that's when all my good shit, like songwriting, all my like songs, ideas, hooks from there come from the shower. It's fucked. But. That's crazy. And obviously we talked about your uh, your content stuff already. You got started on Vine a long time ago. Yeah, don't look them up, anyone. I think <laughs> I've legally got them removed. So, But uh, yeah, Vine, I remember like, I think it was like 2013 or something. And it was all those seven second videos on Facebook. You remember those pages that came up? Yeah. I was like, what is this? And there was no Australians doing it at all. And then I kind of, I remember the video and it's so embarrassing, but it was like that lean on song by DJ Snake. It was like, yeah, we need somebody lean on. And then I was just going like, ah, ah, and it went <laughs> mad. It went on Facebook though, on my personal Facebook. I got like 10,000 followers on my personal Facebook just from me going like, wah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you like how do you come up with that what what in your right know. mind it made just, you just do that dude it just sounded like that and I'm like just fucking around and I just did that and then I was like I can talk like Syria like you know what I mean I was yeah, just yeah. Being like what the fuck and then it became a thing so I just did it to all the songs that was like similar and then it just started going good on Vine and next minute I had like 800k <laughs> and oh, yeah. yeah I met all these people and it went from there okay nice it's, it's interesting like obviously we're in the age of technology at the yeah. moment and <laughs> like putting up a seven second video of you making a silly sound. It's yeah. like that can actually lead to something yeah. now. I mean, I got full bullied for it for like a year, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, back then, I mean, I'm saying back then, like was ages ago, but it was like 10 years ago, like at nine years ago, no one was doing it. Like me and Joel, who I do Aussie golf lads with, we were the only two Australians that had over a hundred K followers on Vine. And just, I got him into it. It so was just American based. It was just American. And he was doing like, like Australian things like fuck you, like shit like that. And it was just blowing up and I was just had an accent. So they loved it and it was just working. But now it's like a completely different story. It's like a science, scientific process. All now. the algorithms. Mm. And you were talking about that the other day when we were playing golf. Oh my God. It's nightmare, but it's different. You got to keep up or you get old. <laughs> suppose, suppose it's like any business time moves yeah, forward. Yeah. Ideas are different ways to work are different and you've got to yeah. adapt to them to, to keep the business going. Yeah. We'll get back to your singing. Mm. Where did that all come from? When did you, how old were you when you realized you could sing? Um, I couldn't sing for ages, like at all. But so my girlfriend, when I was 14, her sister was a singing teacher and I was singing in the car and she's like, you've got a good tone. I didn't even know what that meant. And I was like, oh, embarrassed to sing never again. And then she kind of convinced me to go get singing lessons when I was like 14, 15. And yeah, the, the chick I remember, the teacher said, you have like a John Mayer tone. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good compliment, isn't it? <laughs> I was it? like, well, I'm singing for the rest of my life. Like that was it. But then, yeah, I kind of had to talk, um, teach myself pitch and how to like stay in key and shit because I couldn't like, I couldn't hit a note for, to save my life. But it's a lot of work and I, it's like training gym. You train your vocal cords. So I'm getting, obviously I'm getting a little bit better, but yeah. With sport, like I, I feel like you can work hard at sport and you might not be the most talented, but if you work hard, you can still be a very good sports person. And there's people that are just born talented sportsmen or maybe not born, but they've had the right upbringing and they have that competitive nature. For me, I feel like singing something you're either born with or not. Do you tend to agree with this? I feel like 
I feel like timing and like, you know, rhythm is something that you, you got or you don't, but you can teach yourself to sing. Cause if you think about it, like singing is just like elongated speech. So it's just like saying a word for ages, like, and, and I'm like, that's a note, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. fuck, you can teach yourself that. But like some people are like naturally classic and they sound more like, you know, like they can do opera and some people just like me, I had like a good tone, which you can't teach, but I didn't have like the, the other things, like the natural ability to sing a Beyonce run or like, I can't sing a fucking Adele song, but I can make some stuff sound cool in my own way, which is, yeah. And obviously it's really hard really making it as a singer. Yeah, I'm still finding that out. But uh, yeah. So run us through, what, what's your day to day? How are you trying to further your career? I mean, yeah, back to the social thing, like that's a big part of it in these days. But when I first started, I got signed. I was like a YouTuber, right? So I was, that was what I was doing for a living. I was making money filming vlogs, going around the world, <laughs> fucking hanging out with mates, like jumping off boats. Like that's what I was doing. And then my passion was for music. I've always known it and I knew I was a good writer. So I wanted to like, you know, I wanted to be professional at something because when you're doing social media, it's kind of just like, do I have a purpose really kind of thing? So yeah, I... um. I went to Sweden, uh, wrote a song with a producer there, got signed off that one song. And then like, I kind of stopped all my social stuff. I like didn't make videos anymore. I like didn't keep it up at all. So all my like, uh, you know, the likes and stuff started going down and down. Cause I was just focused on like music, music, music. Cause I thought that's what was supposed to happen. Cause back then, like it was like Jake Paul and like Logan yeah. Paul, like dropping diss tracks and shit. And I was like, I don't want to be in that category. I want to like, you know, stand out. I want to be taken serious. Yep. And then, yeah, but now it's like, everyone's asking you, make TikToks, make your songs go viral, go out in public and like show people. And I'm like, I just, I'm not about it. Like, you know what I mean? So it's a battle for me now trying to balance that because I love making social content, but I don't really love doing the cheese stuff to get my music out there. Yeah. That people are kind of requesting, but I think it's a phase. It'll, something new will come up. And but yeah, as long as I, I think if you make good music, it's like you can perform live, you're an entertainer, it will happen. It's just, yeah, keep grinding. Just a matter of time, I suppose. That's it. You um, you had the opportunity to open for all day. Yeah. Did an Australian tour with him. How was that? Mm, I was sick. That was my first ever shows. It was like 4,000 people at venue. I think the first show I ever played was Perth. It was like 2,500 people there. It was all day, <laughs> Morat, Easton, myself. And his fans are so crazy. They line up at like 4 p.m. out the front of these venues. Just to get front stage of the mosh Yeah. So I'm like, usually if you're opening for someone, it's like half the crowd's there or whatever. But like all day's fans, and shout out to Tom, like they line up from 4 p.m. like crammed at the front. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Like I'm performing to people. Like you always worry, like, are you going to be performing to anyone? I'd rather perform to a million people than one. It's just like, you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I've changed footy clubs, so I've gone from Collingwood where I was playing yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of at least 50,000 every week, yeah. and then North Melbourne, it's down to like 25,000 sort of thing, yeah. and you can certainly- makes a difference. 100%, you can feel the difference in the atmosphere, and when you do something good, that almighty roar yeah, from yeah. the crowd, it's a, it's a feeling like no other, and obviously, I played in the in the hub year as well, mm-hmm. so we're playing in front of no crowd, yeah. and it just- Footy was a whole lot like different. A training session. 100% felt like a training yeah. session, so I can 100%- uh, see exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I was still playing, um, see, like Siebel or NBL one back then in, I came back for that COVID season because <laughs> I hadn't played in five years. And then I came back to the team and it was like half, half the season was crowd. And then 
no crowd. Obviously, it's a much bigger scale to like, yeah. you know, AFL and then NBL even. But like, yeah, it it's crazy. The whole COVID was wild. It was unbelievable. Back to your singing. Um, obviously, the talent shows, they go off. X Factor, Australian Idol's back out. Yeah. Um, Australia's Got Talent. And obviously, there's these same shows abroad. Why haven't you uh, maybe taken your talents to one of those to get some exposure? I don't want to be too controversial, <laughs> but I don't think it's a benefit okay. as like an artist. I mean, it probably benefits y- really young kids who are like have an insane voice, don't know what to do with it, um, have like a crazy talent, but also they kind of just, the industry kind of swallows them up and just, they win, put them aside for a bit. Like it's happened so many times. Like if I could go back and I could go on like Australian Idol one with Guy Sebastian and Shannon <laughs> Noll, fuck yeah, I'll do it. But like now, probably not. They actually asked me to go on um the voice, uh, what was it? Like the all stars one. Yep. Yep. Um, and I kind of said no. And my singing teacher won. But he's, okay. he's a legend. Guy Sebastian's brother. Oh yeah. Chris Sebastian. Chris, yeah. He's, his voice is the craziest thing. And like, and I'm thinking I can't compete with that anyway. Like, there's no chance. I'm not that type of singer. Like I can't sing 400 different songs and you know, I'm not going to belt out a ballad <laughs> Lewis Capaldi and then just like, yeah, make people cry. It's not, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're actually talking about crying. You've, your last song was called cry, cry, cry. Yep. We do a lot of that now. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? Did it go as well as you'd like or? Oh, I don't think it ever does. But no. like, I don't want to be like a negative. I don't want this to be a whole negative thing. I love music and I love like everything, but like, I have expectations that are just like, and I can't help it just here because I know, I feel like I know where I can get to, but, um, and it's always something to strive for. So you always want something to go better and better and better. So it's just about building momentum. But like, I also say if one person hears it and makes them happy for that day, then job done. That's, but it's a good way of looking at it. It's yeah. pretty, so it's, when you listen to solitude that one day and you were like, this is a good song. I was like, it, deep down, I was like, yes. How good is that? Someone <laughs> yeah. is enjoying me, exactly. listening to me sing. Yeah, but the crazy thing, back on that tour with All Day, like I hadn't played anywhere and I didn't know how far. I think Solitude was like the 35th most played song in Australia at one point on radio. Yep. So I didn't know like what that meant or anything because obviously I hadn't played, toured or anything. Went to Perth, played Solitude last and there's videos of it. I didn't even have to sing it. It was fucking crazy. Like they're just singing the chorus back to me and I'm like trying not to cry. I'm like, this is wild. So- I think that moment is like why I kind of do what I do. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. No, I couldn't. Have, couldn't agree more. Have you got any uh, upcoming gigs? You did one at the at the Gasso last week. Yeah, the Gasso was the first one back for a while. But yeah, we got one fifteenth of July at Leadbeater. It's a bit bigger. I think three hundred people. There's four of us playing. Okay. Um, first time I'll have a drummer, so <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a vibe. I reckon some new songs, some covers. Got any cover suggestions for me? What do you reckon? I'm thinking creeping up slowly by Taxi Ride. Taxi Ride, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Could, be, could go off. Good band. Yeah. Can you do any Coldplay? Is that your, okay. in your repertoire? We could do Coldplay. Could get yeah. something going. Well, I might have to, might I could have to do, buy a ticket. I could do Fix You and make everyone cry. If you if you sing Fix You, I'll come. <laughs> For sure. I'll be there if you sing Just Fix You. Just switch up the whole vibe. All right, guys. We're doing Fix You. <laughs> could work. And you uh, you spent some time in, in Sweden. Yep. Not too long ago. Was that? Yeah. What you were talking about before, or was that another time? No, so, yeah, I've been to Sweden twice or three times. I can't remember. Why twice. Sweden, the place to go for music? Man, they're just the best. Like Sweden's, if you think about school here, like we're sports focused in Australia, right? Yep. 
they're music focused. Everyone goes to school, does music. And the music schools are like prestigious. So if they come out of there, they're best of the best already. And then they're fighting against themselves. So if, if they make it or like they're getting cuts or they're writing hit songs, then they're just like, you know, everyone goes there. All Americans go there, write songs. I've been there twice. It's just, they're just insanely talented. The level, the base level is up here. It's crazy. Who are some of the big Swedish singers we'd know? You know, like ABBA. <laughs> yeah, um, ABBA, fair enough. Zara Larsson. It's it's more like okay. It's more like the songwriters, not even the singers. So like Max Martin's pretty much written every song you've ever heard. Like this one <laughs> dude, seriously. Like he's written Hit Me Baby One More Time, all the Backstreet Boys stuff, um, Katy Perry, like every number one he's done, basically. And he's a Swedish fellow, obviously. He's a Swedish dude. He just sits in his thing. I actually went, I actually recorded a song in the studio that Britney Spears recorded, Hit Me Baby One More Time. <laughs> and her chewing gum's still on the wall and it's like a thin. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, if your career ends tomorrow, that's, that's your, yeah. uh, that's your five minutes of fame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right there. They actually, um, a new movie on Netflix. Have you seen that? A Beautiful Life? I haven't. It's about a uh, Christopher who's a, I think he's Swedish. He's. Probably. One of those, yeah, European countries. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. great story. I think it's more, it's like a little love story about him going through the ranks of being a singer, but oh, I yeah. think it's more just to get his own own music out there a little bit. But yeah. I couldn't agree more that how talented this bloke is, is, is just unbelievable. Like Vici, Swedish. See, Swedish is yeah. he? Well, like, it's, you'd be surprised if you Googled like Swedish songwriters and all the songs they've done. It's wild. Did you watch the Avicii doco? Mm-hmm. That was unbelievable. Unreal. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Like, went wrong, went so wrong. <laughs> well, you're obviously in the industry and he obviously didn't drink or he was always sober, but then that hit a point where that changed. Yeah. I mean, you got to, you got to keep it up. He's doing like resident, he's so, one of the biggest DJs in the world at that point. So he's like doing night after night. It's not 7 PM, 8 PM, you're on a bed. <laughs> it's like 12 to 3 AM or like 1 to 2 AM every single night. And then you fly into a new city. It'd be cr- like, I don't know how you'd stay awake. I can't even stay awake when my dog gets up at night. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, today I haven't slept in two days because my dog's on, trying to pee outside, you know. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah, the, the life of a musician, like we watch all these movies and um, even like Bohemian Rhapsody, Kyle yeah. and I were talking about the other day it's and it's ripper. like you see these stories of singers and you're like, how do their bodies continue to function? How do they do this back to back yeah. to back? Especially with the old like rock, oh. rock dude, that's Wild. Have I don't you know seen the one about that. Motley Crue? Yeah, the a, dirt. That's a sick one. Like, MGK in it. Yeah, yeah. These blokes, what they're getting up to, like, yeah. it just shocks me that they can back it up. And then the more surprising part is that they can go on tour, do all this stuff, yeah. get home, see what normal life's like again, yeah. and want to go back on tour. Yeah. Well, it's a life you just get used to it, don't you? And you kind of get you, the adrenaline being on stage is something that you just don't feel. It's like jumping out of a plane. You ever jumped out of a plane? No, I haven't. Have you? Yeah, three times. It's fucking amazing. You might have to get your license soon. My buddy. No, dude, I don't trust myself. I'm not <laughs> jumping out of there going, which one's which? No chance. No. But I'll do it with someone on my back that knows what they're doing. Yeah, smart. But it is, it's like a different level of adrenaline. You just, yeah, you probably kicked a few goals that you got your adrenaline up a bit. But uh, what was one last week, was it? Maybe the week before, before, yeah. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was a big goal. But probably the same thing as when I get on stage, it's probably the same feeling like, you know. It's just you and everyone's looking at you. So that's the hierarchy, being on stage, kicking an AFL goal and jumping out of a plane, they're all the same. I reckon. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good level. Yeah, 100%. No, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. and So am I'm, I. And you jumped out. Dude, bungee jumping's way worse. How was, was that feeling? Like, were you hesitant to want to leap out of that plane? So my, like, do you know Alex Hayes? 
I've heard of him. One yep. of my good mates. He's a daredevil, basically, and he just <laughs> does whatever. He's crazy. And, like, being around him for a long amount, like, a good amount of time will just make you do shit. You want to feel, you're like, this guy's feel. going down, this guy's going down snow mountains doing backflips off the thing. And I'm like, how do you even know how to do this? Like, <laughs> what the hell? I can't, I'm going down on my ass. You know what I mean? So yeah, one time we just did it and like we did bungee jumping first and that horrified me because you're like looking down, basically standing on top of a building. You can see the ground where you're going to die. Where'd you do it? Uh, far North Queensland. Okay. FNQ. Cairns, I think. <laughs> I couldn't think of it, so I was like, FN Cairns or Townsville, they're the only real two towns yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Cairns. Okay. Yeah, and I skydived in Cairns and Wollongong. I haven't done Melbourne, though. I wouldn't do that. Is it? Where are the opportunities here? Um, out in Yarra Glen. Oh, out, out in your old stomping yeah, ground? Right near Yaring. Okay, course. beautiful. Up the back of it, yeah. Yeah, obviously, if you go over to New Zealand, there's a oh, yeah. AJ Hackett yeah. bungee jumping. They're, they're amazing. That's, so the AJ Hackett's in Cairns, too. So okay. that's what I did. Obviously, Ringers Western are a, a major sponsor. Yeah, I'm looking at the bull, and I've got the bull on my hat too. Yeah, I'll have, have to change that for a Ringers Western cap. I've got one in my car, but um, they do an amazing work for the community, and they obviously support this pod, and without them, it is impossible. Yeah. So um, if you haven't already, head to ringerswestern.com, check out their range. They can honestly sort you out for any occasion. Uh, in honour of them, they do more like country sort of mm-hmm. outback clothing, I suppose. They're massive in America, Texas, all that sort of yeah. stuff. So in line with that, have you done any camping? Country music? Or country oh, music, yeah. <laughs> Take it um, wherever you want, actually. I'm, get, I'm getting there with country music, actually. So maybe I'll put on the boot scooting babies and get walking. Might have, you should check out these boots. They're the most divine boots you've ever seen. Mate, I'm, all... from, I'm from Yarra Glen, so we walk in the mud out there, so I might need some. You might need to. Have you done any camping? You obviously grew out yeah, in Yarra yeah. Glen, but. Yeah, like my family's big, big camping family. Like I, I still remember that when I was like three catching my first trout. You know what I mean? Like that's at the trout farm. I don't know if it was. Dad <laughs> said it was a river, or right? I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't remember back. <laughs> then. How do you know? No. Um. Yeah. There's this. We used, we go away every. We used to go away every Easter growing up camping every holiday. We used to camp at Yarrawonga, but now they turned into luxurious cabins. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Probably but, more of a market for that. Nah, yeah, I've got a I've got a big tent. Um. So. Looking forward to the next time to get away. Got to bring the dog though. My dog's kind of crazy and I'm like, I'm scared that she's going to go and chase some cows or snakes or whatever. So I don't know. We're testing the waters, but I love camping. So your dog, Raffi, mm-hmm. Raffi the Doberman. Raffi the Dobe. It's got a little Instagram page she, itself. Yeah. She's been popping. I've made her viral. I can make everyone viral except myself. <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit? Is that a talent or a <laughs> yeah. curse? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll start a new page, change my name. What, um... What enticed you to, to get the dog? You obviously live in an apartment yeah, and so, you've got a bloody big dog. Yeah. How's so, that go? Well, it's my girlfriend's dog technically, but okay. when we started seeing each other, she goes to me, should I get a dog? And I'm like, yes. One, it's like having a niece. You don't have to fucking change your snappies. You can just go. This is when I wasn't living with her. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll come over, pat the cute dog and leave. But um, obviously I love the dog more than anything ever. Cause it's a dog and I just love dogs and she's the best. But, um, Doberman's is, I've never thought to have one, but we Googled like she had one growing up, but like we Googled it. Apartment dogs are great. You take her out twice a day and she sleeps for, she's like a baby. She sleeps like four hours in the middle of the day. That's she doesn't perfect. eat nothing. Like doesn't rip up or she eats my socks and hats. <laughs> I was going through 40 hats. Just You're saying like, before you've only got golf hats now. Yeah. She ate all the others. So <laughs> what she does is she gets the back of this in like 0.1 seconds and then she goes, 
choose it and that thing's gone. I can't wear the hat ever again. It's just a little bit loose. I'm sure you can. No, like it's gone. Like she'll chew through that. Oh, okay. The whole thing's gone. So she knows how to destroy a hat in one second and it's like, where did I go wrong? It's nuts. Dogs can do that. We got a little, uh, little. I wouldn't say yappy, but it does it does yaps. get a little bit yappy. It's yeah. a little cavoodle. Mm. It's great. It, it sleeps in the bed. Um, all this sort of stuff. But like, it's still not one hundred percent toilet trained. At like two years. Like it's pretty oh. good. It'll go to the door. But I mean, I suppose just like a human. Like, Fuck it. Piss on the door. Yeah. If it can't wait, it'll just go <laughs> like right at the door. So it's yeah. our fault for not opening the door. It's our fault for sleeping. Yeah, How yeah, dare yeah. we? But yeah, um, yeah they, they're certainly. They can be trouble, and especially in an apartment, I, I don't know how you do it. But yeah, we've got a good system going. She pees on the balcony. Okay. And then perfect. we're just like, I, I literally, this is good as for a podcast. I pick up the shit with my hands and put it in the toilet. You actually, you don't get toilet paper. I use don't. toilet paper, but like, well, don't exaggerate then. Well, <laughs> that's the whole point, isn't it? Exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, back to Ringers Western. There, yep. as I was saying before, yeah, a little camping, bit more. and I will pick up the dog shit in the campsite. So don't worry. Yeah, so back to the camping. You, um, <laughs> You've actually had a bit of a run-in recently with some uh, wild animals. <laughs> my uh, my TikTok, it's been going a little bit, uh, little bit mad. <laughs> Is it on TikTok? Yeah, on there's, the there's people on the news. There's people complaining about TikTok. Do you know what the funny thing is about that? Like, I've been advised not to speak on controversy, but we're here. It's not really controversy. No, you didn't really not, hold it. You're I anything. Didn't, I didn't really do anything wrong. It run the but here's the thing. It. I hadn't gone out in so long because I'd just been playing golf. And I don't know, like, if you've got a 6 a.m. tea time, I'm <laughs> going out. So I've just been like, like, yeah, just not going out. First, my mates are like, we've got a reopening of a bar. I'm like, yeah, I'll come support, show some support. Nice dinner. It was like 6.30 p.m. The media obviously made everything sound a lot worse than it was. Yeah, but as to, always. Yeah, but to be fair, I was, I was questioning it a bit in the moment. I was kind of like... <laughs> Where is the person looking after these animals? Can you, do you want me to explain or do you want to explain? You can. There's a nightclub, but it's a grand opening. Well, it was a, it's like a restaurant bar. A restaurant, restaurant bar. And it was like 6.30 PM and they're reopening. And then. Obviously um, getting, obviously doing something a little bit different is what makes you stand out from the crowd. Yeah. And they decided to bring crocodiles and snakes. Snakes, yeah. To the event, which like it's bizarre. Which it is bizarre. There, there is other things the to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was front page of everything and I didn't even do it. I like walk. The thing was I was sitting there eating my sushi like a good boy. And then, you know what everyone's like, they're 4,000 stories in about one minute of this. So it worked. They were were getting their, you know, they were getting their uh, publicity. Um, And then I'm like, is that a crocodile? And then I was half full of lemon cello and I'm like, you're joking. So I went to go look at it and then bang, Herald Sun. It's unbelievable. Like, I like, can, yeah. Honestly, probably not an environment for them if I'm saying anything, but uh, <laughs> it was strange. 100%. I can 100% agree. Like, you've got to be so careful where you get caught and yeah. where, where the photos and where the cameras are. It's, back in the day, you could go out, you do whatever you want. Yeah. It was all just word of mouth. You yeah. can deny that. But yeah. these days, you yeah. get caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Someone takes a photo and you are, you're done. Yeah. You're marred with that, with that controversy, marred with that. I know. I know. That yeah, wrongdoing, um, I suppose, but. Yeah. They say any publicity is good publicity, but so, sometimes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not ideal, but. <laughs> oh, well, it's mum kept yeah. some animal activists yeah, busy on. Animals. There, there is some uh, wild people out there. 100%. It's like, kept the animal activists. Pe- people, people like to, I reckon people just like to argue about something. 
I think that's how society is at the moment. We yeah. uh, find something and we just jump on it. Yeah, well, I won't say we, but a lot of people out there. Yeah, they, not me, not me. Whoa, whoa, don't point the gun at me, I'm, mate. We're pretty <laughs> easy going, but. Yeah, we're just chilling. Yeah, there's a little bit of a few people talk up and it, it becomes it. a big issue. It so does. that's all right. Um, obviously, we've spoken a bit about your content making, your music, balancing the lot. What are your aspirations? Like if you could set a long-term goal and you could look and say, all right, Jackson's here right now. Yeah. Where are you? I've had I've had a goal for a, a while. Um I started music pretty late, to be honest. I got, I think I got signed when I was 22, 23. Um, and I kind of, like, I just see myself entertaining as many people as I possibly can. I want to do stadiums. I want to tour the world. I want to, you know, get my music out there. Um, but like, then you have to think realistically, like, you know, how are you going to put food on the table in the meantime? So I don't know. I just kind of have an attitude of just doing what I love to do, try and make money that way. And then life will just be happier. Cause I don't know. I just don't see myself doing something that I'm not going to like every day. A hundred percent. You've got to in, enjoy what you're doing and then you're more likely yeah. to succeed. at. And, and that's the big risk that, you know, and it, it's, it's a roller coaster. Like half the time you're like, what's going on <laughs> half the time. You're like, this is working. And then it's not, but you know, it's yeah. It's, I'd still rather be doing nothing else. So. That's it. And I've obviously, I've asked you before, I'll be like, how do you actually make a buck to Spotify pay well, to YouTube pay well? Yeah, and you, yeah, you always say, <laughs> no, only fans. you always say you've got multiple, multiple different streams where money just comes in and out. And Yeah. I mean, I've been quite lucky over the years with social media. I was like making a decent buck there. Just like being one of the first, not first, but like original big creators in Australia. Yep. So brands were like, it was good money. So I never really had to worry. And then- you know, I always say this, I work for free every single day with music. I like write songs. You don't get paid, you know, put some music out. You don't get paid. I'm signed to a label. So they're taking the money. So basically, <laughs> you know what I mean? People are just like, eh, eh, taking all my money. But like, you know, it's, it's there. Like I wouldn't be able to pay for the music that I'm putting out if it wasn't for the label and stuff. So, and their support and, you know, like you said, yeah, people, well, people pulling strings, um, you know, just, it's a big team effort music is. And, you know, if everyone's on the same page and everyone believes it's going to work, then it's just a matter of time. So just trying to keep like everyone's belief up in me, you know what I mean? Cause like you've got to believe in yourself and then other people will follow, but I've got a pretty good team around me. So. And with your content, you said you've, if you don't put it out, then the fans start dropping off. Is that the same with music? Are you always trying to release that new next song or that next album? Yeah. That, that's the thing too. Like if you're an independent artist, fine because you can if you're lucky enough to be able to produce it yourself master it or like your friend can do it and you can put out as many as you want and it's like uh, you know russ the rapper yeah yeah he did like a song a week he can <laughs> and literally i think he released like thousands of 20 it was like 20 albums or something before something blew up yeah and like that was his way to go about it and it worked and he can produce and he's so talented and all that but like for me i can sing write songs play guitar a bit i can't I don't know all the technical go to school for music type shit. So it's like, I got to find people to help me like achieve those things. So yeah, it's just like, hopefully it all just lands together at some point. It's all just about timing and timing, being in the right place, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, I want to put out as much music as I can because I've got so many. So I've got like 250, 300 songs in my bloody phone that no one's heard. Yep. You know what I mean? So yeah. And you're pretty vocal about pumping up 
other upcoming Australian singers and, and sort of getting their names out. Yeah. I did the, start a ser- series, but I've kind of been a bit lazy. I've got to get back onto it. <laughs> Give the fans who you think the three singers to look out for coming up, I suppose, including yourself. Oh, from Australia? From Australia, yeah. I think YB for sure. Um, the f- I supported him at, oh, I can't remember the joint in Melbourne. It was like a, I got just got back from Sweden. He's like, do you want to support this show? And I'm like, yes, because he's just sick. He's got a really unique style. Music's already like he's getting his flowers early a little bit. So it's good, but I think he's got a long way. And um, up and coming, this guy's so under the radar, but he's not life. Um, I haven't heard of him. So he's an R&B artist out of Melbourne, but his fans are crazy. Like he's getting <laughs> 10, seriously 10 million streams a month minimum. On Spotify. Yeah. And he's just done, he's just started uh, his tour and it's like sold out instantly. Like it's wild. He's got fans, but like also – no one knows. So it's, it's like, I don't know. It's like the the niche, no, but then, so I think he's going to blow up. Attacking a niche can be an incredible point of difference though because you've got all these loyal 100%. fans and they're devoted. Like if you're playing in their town, they're going to go, they're going to buy yeah. your merchandise. 100%. They're going to do all that sort of stuff. So They're going to listen to the songs on that album that don't get playlisted and shit. So it's like, and that's the most important part, building a community. So that's the goals. Hundred percent. Well, I hope oh, yeah. you, I hope you do well um, with your journey, and I hope you continue to grow. I enjoy listening to your songs. I, I think yeah, I agree with you. Solitude is your best song. It's a, it's the best one I've heard of yours. Yeah, but they're all, banger. they're all very good, and um, I add them onto my playlist. Obviously, support you, and love that. Um, we obviously get out in the golf course and and have a smack around there. So I'm looking forward to spending more time with you doing that. Absolutely, break some more clubs. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit angry on the golf course at times, so <laughs> no, you just sit there and laugh. But yeah. to finish, I've got a question that I ask all my guests, okay. and it is if you are having your next birthday party, so for you it's your 30th, say, big party, you got 250 people coming and you get to choose two artists, a 7 to 10 slot and a 10 to late slot. Oh, dude, that's Who are the so two easy. artists you're choosing? Right now? Yeah. I'm going um 7 to 10, I'm going Post Malone. Okay, good choice, yeah. Yep. And then I'm going Dom Dollar. Dom Dollar, there you go. You got a shout out. We um we tried to get him a shout out and Curtin Cam's one, but I'm trying to get Dom on the podcast down the track. So oh, yeah. do you know him or are you just a fan of his music? We might be able to pull some strings. Might be able to pull some strings, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. He's uh playing in Melbourne soon. Just sold out his um quickest to sell out Sydney Meyer Bowl music bowl two nights in a row. Gonna be crazy. So he's massive at the moment. He's yeah. absolutely killing it. Yeah. Do you reckon you'd, uh, you'd get up there yourself at your birthday and give the people a few lines? Well, you know what, mate? I think that is the plan. <laughs> so I've actually been roped into having a, um, my birthday party, which I haven't organized because I'm the most unorganized person. Um, and then they want me to sing four songs at my own birthday. Who's they? Who's organizing it? My mate who owns the venue. Okay, yep, yep. And I'm like, this is a good and terrible idea at the same time. All my mates will froth it because that's – Whenever there's a microphone, wherever we go somewhere and there's beers, they all try and get me on there. Yeah, They're yeah. all like, Jago's a singer. He's a singer. Get him up there. And I'm like, no, we're at a pub in like, like in the middle of nowhere. I'm not going to go, but I would. I've always thought of that. How amazing it would be just had to sing and get up. And yeah, uh, we were actually, funny story, this actually went on a cruise ship and they had the karaoke one night and there was this group of like Tasmanians. <laughs> oh, there was probably 10 of them. Yeah. And one of the blokes got up and- like he wasn't a bad singer. He had a lot more tone and yeah. um, than I did, but he still wasn't very good. Yeah. He and wasn't he's selling it. He wasn't selling no. it, but he was going up there and he's done it. 
and he was all nervous to start with and we've all just given him the biggest round of applause. Everyone's like, ooh, ooh go again, encore, encore. <laughs> sure enough, he gets up there the next time and like, I say he's all right, he's pretty terrible, but he gets out there so confident and then like rocking the stage. It's unbelievable. And to be able to do that and actually know that you're good would be such an amazing feeling. Yeah, but it's still like a thing. It's like if I was hammered and I went up there, you'd turn sober so quick. <laughs> it's like that. So I'm like, oh, I've actually got to be good because you're always self-conscious about like, you know, if that's your work. It's like you always want to make it good. Yeah, and people are judging you yeah, yeah. immediately. Like, oh, Jacko jumped up and sung um, bloody ABBA song and it was – Dog shit. <laughs> like, that. I'm not going to go see your show. Like, I'm not an ABBA singer, you know? So, but you give it a go. No, you, perfect. A few, few carton dries and whatever. <laughs> well, obviously, thanks again for coming on the pod. Uh, we rocked up here and we thanks rem- to- We reminisced. We reminisced. So we did. It was good. Obviously, Braden- uh, and Roland Media do a great thing and offer us a great space to use. And yeah, I thought I was getting kidnapped. To be fair, <laughs> but we made it out alive. Well, it's not over yet, but we'll see what's Braden's got in store. Yeah, I said to Jackson, I said, just meet in the white van. He's like, mate, are you trying to kidnap me? Yeah, and- I actually thought it was a joke, but this is the sickest podcast studio. So yeah, it's such a good us. setup. You can take it anywhere you want, um, which certainly makes it easier for me because I can go to in front of the guest's house, I suppose. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it takes away the trouble. The trouble of travel, I yeah, suppose. I don't know why you gave me the address of some random alley down a back. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It was all sus, but it's, <laughs> it's worked out all right. And obviously, yeah. to a Western again, yeah, what they do is amazing. Their support of me um, is so, I'm so grateful for and uh, look forward to hopefully continuing our partnership into the future. Thanks again for listening, guys. If you haven't already, check out our socials, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, um, all the lot. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a rating. Um, like Jackson said before, you can make anyone go viral. So hopefully he makes this podcast go viral. <laughs> yeah, and uh, until then, um, we'll catch us then. Yeah.